This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. You're listening to Country Squire Radio. Welcome to Country Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. <laughs> Dude! What? We're here. Are we really doing this? We're nearly. We're doing really it. doing this in the same place. <laughs> we did it. Oh man, man, welcome home, dude. Oh, it's good to welcome be. Welcome home. It's so it good, to good to see you. Be. Yeah, it's good to see you. Too. I, it, it's funny, you know. Bo uh, literally just walked in the shop. Um, you know, I guess it's what not even been an hour ago, and uh, you know, I'm in the middle of something. So it's like, yeah, okay, of course, you know, one of your best friends comes back home. It's like the prodigal son returning, you know. But I'm right. so caught up in stuff. I'm like, oh, hey, Bo. Like, and then you know, keep going back to work. <laughs> <laughs> and I had like the live stream going and everything. It was uh, it's ridiculous. Like, leave me the hell alone. Oh, hey, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so we got to address this. So, yeah. so obviously back in town uh, here, and by the way, I, I'll just go ahead and say this right off the bat. Uh, we got a great show planned for y'all. Stick around. If this is your first episode, no, go listen to some other episodes because <laughs> this, this one is for, for more of the long time listeners. That's right. I just want to give you that heads That's up right. so you know what you're stepping into. That's right. right here. Uh, but no, so I came I came back through uh, the shop, and we've talked about this on and and this you know in the past. But you know, especially once you switched over to the new location, you've been very protective of yeah. the back office. No, that's like, right. This is this is a sacred spot. Well, it it is. We actually had a sign on the door um that for a long time that said like no no stupid people I think. But the right. the problem was none of the staff could come in either, so <laughs> we we had to take that <laughs> off. Um, but you know, no, really, I mean, it, it's been you know our little sanctuary, but it's also been our our workspace where the um man the the secrets are kept and the the mag yeah. the magic's made and where you know what you, you want to kind of describe what we're I mean you told me not to because all the ingredients well, you know, are just, around. Yeah, I mean you, you, essentially we're surrounded right now by um you know whole leaf tobacco bulk tobaccos from from all over the world um securely packaged securely and, packaged and, uh, and, and yeah. stored and uh kept fresh and uh stuff that's uh blended stuff that's waiting to be blended mail orders uh some ancient weighing devices and <laughs> lots of memorabilia and and a lot of junk <laughs> just, yeah no just it's frankly uh, a lot of junk man there's a boat battery over there and a uh you know a tailgating tent i passed by a, a fishing pole on the way through is that hinchos no no although man i wish it was hinchos that'd be amazing <laughs> yeah. like what an artifact yeah, it, w- it would have been yeah no so uh, the customer left that up here and has yet to reclaim it. So that's it might... true of like half the stuff. No, in it's, the tr- store. it's true. Yeah. It, that, it's exactly right. <laughs> this guy came through the other day and was like, you know, do you want these, uh, you know, nineteen, you know, eighty uh, Coors beer glasses that I, you know, had in my, um, you know, fraternity house or whatever for the shop? And I was like, you know what? Why not? Let's yeah, just add sure. to it. Like at, at this point, like yeah, I'd bring me all your crap. Like I, we were just you know the garbage disposal basically of all of our uh, all no, of no, our no, regulars. A, a, a museum, <laughs> it, a sanctuary, what, an artifact. That's how housing. we like to pre- the, how we like yeah. to you know portray it. <laughs> you know it's interesting. So I was thinking about uh, you recently. Um, I don't. I can't recall if I told you this. I, I took a I took like a little personal sabbatical for like a weekend. It was actually that's the opposite of what I it, think was. it was. You did tell me that. Yeah. It was a work retreat, and I took myself to the Four Seasons in in Houston. Nice. Yeah. So Four Even Seasons. Houston only has one season. But well, <laughs> that is very Hot very true. And wet. <laughs> yes. Uh, but no, I went to the Four Seasons, and everybody kind of made a big deal about it. Like, oh my gosh, you're going to the Four Seasons because you know the price point's high. Right. It's a fancy hotel, but I mean, like you know. It's, no, I mean it's a, it's a Four Seasons. They give you like a little cookie when you check in or something. No, that's that's the double. The du- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say the nicest hotel you've been to. Uh. I'm saying- <laughs> 
No, man. Uh-huh. It was interesting, but they've got a whiskey room down in the one. I don't know if they have it everywhere, but they have it in the one in Houston. And uh, in there, they've got the the club, you know, the club cases where everybody's got their their personal whiskeys. You can like spend like you know some nice. ridiculous amount of money and everything. Okay, yeah. And I remember thinking, I was telling, as my wife was with me, it was kind of like an also it was it was a work retreat. There was also an anniversary thing. Don't check my taxes. It's fine. <laughs> uh, the point is, we were there and uh, we were sitting down and in, in, um, at the whiskey uh, at the whiskey place, and I saw the the. Um, you know the, the little club club cubbies, so yeah, to speak, sure. with all the various whiskeys and the name plaques on them and everything. And it made me think of two things. One is Nat Sherman, and the first time I ever saw that situation is uh, in New York. Nat Sherman with all the various pipes and pipe tobaccos and cigars yeah. that are kept for like celebrities and politicians and everything sure. up there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you know, just a tier slightly above that uh, the housing of Robert Downey Jr.'s cigars are the, of course, the club cubbies here. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And it made me think of you. I was like, man, you know, if I wish I hadn't moved because I always wanted, it was one of those things I always kind of hinted at from my my wife. Like, you know, uh, get me a locker at the Squire. I mean, like, it's one of those things she's like, don't don't you have like the office? Don't you just use his office? And I was like, but I'm not supposed to. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Keep all my stash in, you know. Exactly. No, that's great. Court, you know, it, it, it is kind of neat. Um, you know, it, just having moved over here, we, our shop has changed quite a bit. You know, we we're kind of talking about that a little bit actually as we're getting ready for the show tonight, and just how it's like drinking from a fire hose. And you know, Bo and I hadn't seen each other in a while, so we're kind of catching up and comparing notes and all that. But um, but yeah, you know, moving over to our new shop. If you haven't been here before. Uh, I may have described this um, before on the air, but essentially we have a whole back area of our shop that is a, that, that functions as a lounge. Um, but what's unique about it is that we are able to uh, shut this area off at nighttime. And this area contains lockers. It's got a little kitchenette. It's got a bathroom and, uh, you know, refrigerator, microwave, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, nice leather, you know, furniture and you know, TVs and stuff yeah. like that. But what's what's cool about it, we can shut this area off at nighttime from the rest of the shop. And our lounge members, you can you can pay to join the lounge. And so, so we've cool. got pipe smokers that do this. And then um, our lounge members, they actually have fingerprint access to this, this portion, this lounge area 24-7. And so they can come... Um, you know, and go as they like. They can bring guests. And, you know, we've got little wine glasses and, you know, bottle, you know, corkscrews and all that kind of stuff if they uh, want any of that kind of thing back there. And um, it's just, it's kind of nice. So it's it's taken this, uh, you know, lounge area and made it, you know, where we can, uh, you know, host people kind of constantly, but also feel like we can go home at a reasonable hour and that yeah. type of thing. So. Yeah, when the spouses call you. Up. Yeah, that's right. Hey, I'm a, you know, so I lock them in their little cage, and then I and then I go home. So it's uh, anyway. But yeah, man, if you were here, you would you would certainly uh, be be a fixture, uh, man. We we miss you dearly. So. Yeah. Well, look, I'm I'm, I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, a few people saw because I did take the video down, but uh, the uh, the walk up, the sneak yeah. up to the side of it, and uh, it actually it wasn't it wasn't because of your reaction, which I thought was priceless. It was because uh, when I was walking up, some of the customers saw it was streaming. And this always happens whenever I live stream at the shop. People are like, no, don't, don't show me nothing. It's like, oh, my bad. Exactly. Yeah. I know. But in, in reality, they're like, you know, if they knew, they'd be like, oh, cool, I'm on TV. Right. Right, 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 right. Remember back in the day, like when, when we, for the for the brief kind of transition, there's so many transition moments over the last, like, yeah, several years. Yeah, seven but years. But, like, when we moved in, or when you moved into the shop, and so we set up, in the front of the shop, yeah. we got people in the background, hours. right? Yes. Yeah. When, didn't somebody roll up in a hazmat suit once? or They something did. Like that? Yeah, Lieutenant Dan. He uh, <laughs> he came. That was crazy. He came through in his like astronaut uh, helmet or something. Yeah. He was ahead of the curve. Really. He was. <laughs> he was. Ahead he, of the he, curve. Dan 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 is uh, ahead of every curve. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, yeah. Man. So yeah, we're we're back we're back at Man, it. Man, back uh, at it. Yeah, you know, tonight <laughs> uh, we we had kind of talked about doing a Squire Select, and we are going to drink tonight on on air, of course, and we are going to smoke tonight on air. Of course, but uh, but man, Bo and I just thought we'd kind of use this as an opportunity to uh, to you know catch up and um, you know just kind of share our you know experiences with y'all and um, you know just kind of rope y'all into our lives a little bit and reminisce and uh, you know talk about the future and and everything else. So that's exactly right. This is yeah. This is kind of like um, you know, and, and we do this every once in a while, typically on like you know our our one hundredth or two hundredth or three hundredth, whatever the hundredth episode is that we're we're on at that particular time. And then for a while there, we did it like on our annual episodes and our hundreds episodes, so we get like twice a <laughs> But it seemed like it was like once a year we would take 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 one for us, and to some extent yeah. that's kind of what this that's one what is. Doing. I mean, like there's gonna be some some drinking. I'm sure you've got something that you would say that you would pair it with. <laughs> that's but uh, yeah, no, yeah. that's right. <laughs> this is like this is like a therapeutic episode to some extent. That's right. That, that's yeah. that's the idea. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's good, man. I am I am curious. Um, what are we gonna be? Man, doing? so let, let's just go ahead and solve that right now. Yes, we we yes. do have a a tasty beverage tonight. Um, this actually um, is a cognac. Uh, it's a it's a mm-hmm. it's a very nice cognac. This is the uh, Hennessy XO. Oh, the Hennessy! And and the the thing is about this you know particular um, you know cognac. A lot of folks they, they've experienced you know brandy or cognac. Uh, cognac is a type of brandy uh, from a certain region, but you know they they've experienced this. But so much cognac or, or brandy on our market is actually really low quality. So a lot of folks, you know, mm-hmm. when they experience it, they're like, man, that, that just isn't very good. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly, I don't even think I know really what brandy or cognac is supposed to taste yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and so you're about to find out, and then Ooh. I hope you, um, I hope you don't get too uh, fond of it, because this is, this does run for about $135 a yes, bottle. So, yes, yes. <laughs> you know, when, when the when the prodigal son comes home, you Come you on. slaughter the fattened calf. You get the fat you, calf. You get out. the you get the the robe and the and the ring you put on his finger and you just, and you, and then you you know, you throw a party and you slaughter the fattened calf, man. You kill it. So we we um yeah, we we we're pulling out the big guns tonight. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh um, man, yes yeah, sir. Yeah, so really good in our local market this uh Hennessy XO it uh it's about 130 bucks a bottle and uh I mean really really tasty, beautiful um, you know, kind of ambery color, but uh, I don't know. It's very like like high end. Like you get well, like, it this is, is. So it comes, this is what I would have expected to see in one of those glass lit up cases. Okay, That's what I'm okay. Talking about. So yeah. having said that, when you go to the Costco to buy this, <laughs> which Jackson has a Costco now, by the way. Yes, I've which, heard which, it, like, which since I've been here for the last forty eight hours, heard it from I've heard everybody. everybody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, this is this is one of the the few uh, alcohols that's kept in the uh, special cabinet. Uh, behind the case that they have okay. to call a manager and oh. the manager has to bring his special key to, yeah. to get in this particular Is cabinet. it a double key situation? Like Kind of like the nuclear codes. Uh-huh. Yeah, the, yeah, vi- yeah, the yeah. vice president and the president both have to turn it at the, the same, same time, time and yeah, then yeah, it yeah. opens up and then they check your ID and if you're not, they execute you. But yeah, yeah. so anyway, um, yeah, beautiful box, right? It has this beautiful kind of blue, yeah. um, you know, sparkly box that you, um, you know, obviously immediately feel very, uh, fancy purchase. Yeah, there's like a there's a diamond um, design if you kind of think about yeah. it. Yeah, like bring it up to kind of prism, like a pri- prism. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a, yeah. almost like you're you know looking at a uh, looking at an engagement ring or something. So, oh, pop that. Wow. Um, you want to uh, you want to hand me that uh, that 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 rocks glass you got there without breaking it? Like that that was the that was the final move that slaughtered cow right yeah, there. That's, <laughs> that's exactly Whoa, right. Yes, sir. Well, we're not going anywhere. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Man, beautiful. Not skimping on the size of your Not skimping on the pour. This is going to be a good episode. Not skimping on the pour. <laughs> um, yeah, th- I think that pour I just poured Bo is probably about $30 worth of alcohol. So, <laughs> Oh, this is special. Anyway, um, yeah, man, we're excited to be here and um man just uh you know thought we would enjoy this uh this tasty stuff together yeah you know hennessy xo this is a cognac which is a type of brandy uh brandy you know this is distilled from uh white wines you know very uh potent white wines that uh really are made to be uh you know distilled in this you know particular fashion they uh wind up being kind of viscous uh powerfully sweet and um you know it tend to you know have more savory flavors a lot of uh, caramelization and, and things of that nature. But, uh, anyway, we've got, a uh, we've got quite a treat tonight. So, Ooh, it smells amazing. Yeah. Like, and it's, you know, it's, it has to be made mention because of obviously the uniqueness of the place that we are. I mean, I know you're here every day, yeah. so this doesn't mean the same to you as it does to me right now, <laughs> but the, you know, when you are literally surrounded by some of the most high quality, high quantity <laughs> <laughs> levels of pipe tobacco that we are surrounded by right now, there is a, a, a a blessed fumes, a blessed uh, uh, a smell, aroma. I know, right? That exists, <laughs> and so like you pour this, I go into the glass. And I'm like, oh my goodness, all I can smell is this cognac. Like it is, yeah. it's glorious. Yeah. It's sweet. It's got almost kind of a freshness to it. I'm ready. I'm, I think I'm ready. Should we clink? Yep. Cheers. Wow, wow, man. Woo. It. It is it is by far and away the best cognac I've ever had. Or, that, or that right there is sippable to like the max. Well, it just it it puts it in a whole different category. You, you don't even really think, you know, most brandies or cognacs that I've tried before have this cloying it, it taste that you know makes you think of like, um, you know, astringency and like a artificially flavored candies and things of yes. that nature even the yes. good ones the ones that are you know a little a little pricier you know no but there's almost like those like those caramel candies if you could imagine like it like yeah. melting down and kind of wrapping itself around it's, your it's tongue a, yeah they're just they're, they're trying a lot to you know or they, they just have more of those notes and and this this xo it you know you're drinking um you're, you're drinking something that's that's much more uh tame that's much more refined uh this is a very nuanced uh, brandy. It, it, and I mean, it's much more of like a fruit sweetness. It is. It is. You get the, uh, that, that, I think that's a great point. Stone fruit, things like plum. You have a lot of that mulled wine. Uh, there is some, some of that confectionery that's in the background, but this is just a, it's a different ball game. Yeah. Oh man. It really is. So this is, this is some good stuff. So, uh, well, out of curiosity, what are you smoking? Welcome home. With? Yeah. So, okay. This is fun. Of course, we're doing a uh, semi-squire select tonight, so <laughs> I've got... We'll, we'll come up with a fun name well, for it. Right, we'll come up with a fun <laughs> name for it, but I've got a... Um, yeah, actually, tonight, smoking uh, uh, Germain's Rich Dark Flake, uh, which is oh, uh, okay. very, very, very hard to get this side of the pond. It's a uh, delicious tobacco that was gifted to me by a friend. We actually don't get it very much, very uh, often here at the Squire, uh, something that, that a buddy gifted to me. A lot of Germaine tobaccos, we've done an episode on them before, the Isle of Jersey, all the Esoterica stuff. They also produce Butera stuff and um, uh, Balkan Sobrani and uh, things of that nature. But, you know, the, the Rich Dark Flake, you've got this really nice uh, kind of mellow, 
uh, stoved Virginia, those caramelized flavors that are there, sugars that are rich and deep. I honestly, you know, was kind of shocked at how well it went with this uh, this particular cognac because, you know, two two things that are both that good, it's almost like, right. eh, it's kind of overkill. But almost like fighting uh, each other. They almost fight each other, but yeah. the way they uh, the way they work together is really really nice. Man. So, yeah, man. <laughs> All right, dude, <laughs> bringing out the big guns tonight. You know, I think this is like the anti the anti old charter <laughs> kind of experience. I was like right yeah, the old charter experience. You know, I'm not bashing it. I'm just. Oh saying. no, you should you should bash it. You should bash. <laughs> I, I'd forgotten about that. We actually um, we did it twice. Did we do it twice? We did two Squire Selects oh, on that. I know it's that's embarrassing. Bad. That's yeah. really bad. That's going. I think that's going back to. I think I think we got I think a few people called us out on it, but yeah. most people didn't care. I think you know yeah. you either love or you hate the Squire Select episodes, <laughs> yeah. so you, you either listen or you don't. I and those it. that do, we're like, I know oh, it. they're having the same same exact uh, it's, beverage. Um, it's well, with the thing with Old Charter, I was actually joking with a friend about that the other day. We we mentioned this before when we reviewed Old Charter, which you know obviously takes a we long time. Twice. It takes a long time to review something so exquisite, but of course uh, it, it it needed two episodes to so do it. So nice, we did it, it twice. It, it needed yeah. two episodes to do it justice, right? So, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, just to get the the, the memory of Old Charter <laughs> out of my mouth, I'm going to take another delicious sip of this uh, cognac. Another swig of the cognac. Mm. I, I was joking with a friend. Um, uh, about you know how it's just old charter it, it just has the number eight on the label <laughs> right. it doesn't not eight years it doesn't say eight years, eight years. No. it doesn't it just says eight just it eight. just says eight it's eight. it could be it could be eight seasons it could be eight 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 months is the eighth bottle it could be the eighth bottle and then they just that's the only label they have there could be eight rednecks standing around in Kentucky saying yeah that's good enough that they are <laughs> <laughs> pretty sure I can bet on that one. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we, I think we, I think if we put that in a bottle, someone will buy it. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, and they, they can you know, they, they compare eat. it with their hamster cage tobacco. But <laughs> yeah, man. So anyway, great, great whiskey or um, cognac here tonight uh, to to celebrate with my brother Bo. And um, you know, it goes well with this this rich dark flake. These, uh, if you haven't had it before, you know, these are very long strips of tobacco. They come, uh, you know, obviously in the very kind of ornate esoterica packaging that we know and love and and you know they they're relatively moist which a lot of the esoterica flake tobaccos are when they come out of the package and but they they crumble so nicely it's it's such a uh, fermented uh, beauty the way they do these flakes they they just kind of tear apart uh, it's almost like when you go in the woods and like you find a piece of bark that's basically rotten and it just crumbles mm-hmm. in your hand mm-hmm. you know what i mean it, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. essentially what an esoterica flake of this nature does it, it just crumbles in your hand almost like the almost earthy. like dust yeah it's in a, yeah. in a beautiful way and so uh you know as you're smoking it it really or as you're as you're loading your pipe it it goes in so easy because of that and really the you know the moisture content is some people let it sit some people um you know will smoke it immediately this has been kind of in a jar for a while so i haven't I've kind of got this where I want it uh, and am able to smoke it immediately. Stays lit very easily. The only reason it's not lit right now is because I uh, am talking so much, and so I'm not nursing my pipe the <laughs> this, way I. This is why I don't smoke while, while recording, recording, right? Because <laughs> yes. it, you know, and it, <laughs> as, as you free. saw me before, um, you know, we were getting uh, re- ready to go on air here. A, 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 right after I lit my pipe, and 
This man lit himself Ember on fire. Ember flew out of my bowl <laughs> and landed on my forearm, and and I I, I uttered an expletive that will not be said on this uh, <laughs> this family, family friendly uh, yeah. podcast. And uh and and there's a there's a, a tiny little mark now on my arm. And now when I think of that mark over the next uh two and a half weeks, I will think of the the enjoyable evening we had together, Bo. Uh, sipping uh, excellent uh, brown water and <laughs> smoking fine, fine uh, aged tobacco. <laughs> no, that's good. Honestly, like you know, you, you get the you get the burns, you get the scars in life, and and you know, I know this is like morbid, but I I always kind of think about like, you know, when the Undertaker you know does their magic on your body and they kind of <laughs> they see the story of your life, right? Like I have on my on my hand. Uh, or one of my hands. I've got like this uh, scar yeah. from. Do you remember Gibbs? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Long time listeners might remember this. I had a dog named Gibbs. We kept him. We had him for like six yeah, Gibbs months. Didn't work out. We tried. Look, six months with a dog that was not right for yeah. our family. We tried, and you know he's with another family now. Probably think we hope. <laughs> but anyway, point <laughs> we didn't abandon him. We got it. We got to no, plug. That's back right. Yeah, y'all did your due diligence and all that. Man, that dog, like, he scratched me like something terrible. I got, like, the, like, the second day I got him, and it wasn't, it was an accident, of course, but, like, he, like, you know, was pawing up and everything else, and it just slissed the C, <laughs> like, right on the back of my hand. And, like, to this day, I still have this scar, and I'm like, you know, one day, somebody's going to be looking at my body and seeing, like, oh, he had a dog. <laughs> <laughs> just you know like I mean? someone will look at my body one day and be like, man, he was a pipe smoker for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I... I like to think that for pipe smokers, especially like at your stage, like they they're gonna cut like it's like a tree. You know how like the rings yeah, of the tree denotes the age or whatever. Right. Well, you know the same kind of effect happens when you smoke meat. So I'm thinking <laughs> that what they're gonna do with you is they're gonna slice it into your leg and see like the rings of, of smoked meat from the. Years. No, dude. That, what you know, someone like me, when I die, they won't even have to embalm me. You know, they'll just they'll just leave right. me up in a corner somewhere. Right, right, right. There you go. Man, that needs to be a country. It probably music song. does. <laughs> T-shirt out of that, yeah. Um, Man, then yeah, you know it, it's it's fun having you here and just kind of uh, you know catching up about about the show, but also about our lives and and the business and everything. Um, and we we were talking, you know, before um, we got on air, and I, I just kind of fun to you know bring our community into this. But um, you know, the, we were marveling at just how much the shop has changed over the past yeah, uh, yeah. few years. And of course, you know, I bought this business. It's it is a fifty year old business, and 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 you know the name is the same. A lot of the products are the same, and a lot of the people that are here are the same. But um, man, in a lot of ways, that we, when I bought this business four years ago, and then we've kind of you know moved into this new location, man, it, it's it's not the same business in a lot of ways. You know, no, it's it's, changed, it's yeah. really changed quite a bit. And so even though it, it is the same, it's um you know it it has to run and operate in a way that's very different from um you know the old fashioned tobacconist that it was uh, for. For decades, and uh, you know, it, it it's it's hard, Bo. It really is. It's, it's it's a difficult transition for someone that didn't grow up thinking he'd be a retailer. Kind of stumbled into this, and yeah. You know, and well, so I wanted to it's, ask it's you. It's kind of fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, like you know, I wanted to ask you a question on air. Now that we've been drinking, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and you got me captive. <laughs> well, and I ask you, I ask you that. I mean, we, you know, one of the things about John David and I. I mean, we're we're very very good friends and have been for many many years. And you know, you got people in your life. That like, you know, you got you got you got your yeah. friends, but then you got your friends that like they know yeah. you. Like they they yeah, sure. know you. And like you you kinda like lay it all like like when when, when they ask, How you doing? You actually answer that question honestly. Right? And so like like that's one of the things that's Bo walks just in, a, Hey, what's going on, dude? Everything's awful. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I wanted to ask you 
to the extent that you feel comfortable, at, you know, a- answering this question, how are you doing? Wow, man, since it's just you, me, and the girls, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm okay. Yeah. You okay? Yeah. It's a lot yeah, right I'm, now. I'm okay. This is a this is a difficult season, you know. As we um, hmm, I'm I'm good. You know, I there, there's there's a lot of moving parts going on right now. And I really have had to adjust. I mean, you know, as we talked about last week, I got to share with you and 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 the world, you know, that we're expecting our second child, and um, and and we're also <laughs> we're also in the process of trying to get our house on the market. We've we've uh, you know identified a new house. We close on that early next month, and are excited about that. And so we've got this move kind of happening. We're also in the process as as a shop of renegotiating our lease with our landlord. And we've got some uh, plans for the interior of our uh, existing space, and we're thinking about some things we may or may not do off-site. And so, that, man, there's just a lot of moving parts right now, and um, I'm, tired. I'm tired. Yeah, I'm really, yeah. I'm really tired. And and yeah. you know, it, it the the focus of running a business that has has been around a very long time that has a, such a precious story, but is also growing quickly. That that's been that's been challenging, and and, and yeah. you know I I wasn't educated in this, you know. I didn't teach you retail and therapy. In, in well, you know, days. yeah, in my undergrad, you know, <laughs> degree was not in any type of business. You know, I, I didn't right. come out of college. What did you come out of I college? Studied with? history. Yeah, That's I, right. I was focused in Britain and Western Europe, and like you didn't study retail history and Reformation. Yeah, I mean, like, right, right, right. yeah, retail history like is you know basically obsolete every two years. But Martin Luther nailed a couple of theses, and then he was like, "Oh man, I, I got to do a inventory." Job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> show me these barcodes. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's it's really interesting. You know, so yeah, you obviously just have a very uh, different educational background than what you. Uh, you know, thought you do not just the it's not just the pipe tobacco, right? It's it's you know obviously you that's its own thing. I love that. I feel like I know it pretty well and have my hands wrapped around it. But there's always something new to learn. But but on top of that, people are like, oh man, you're a tobacconist. You get to you own your own shop, right? You get to sit around and um, you know smoke your pipe all day and meet interesting people and. Um, well, kinda, <laughs> but interesting. But be, be, being the key, the key, being the key word there, right? Yeah, <laughs> being the key word. But it, it's it's difficult because yeah. um, you know it, as our businesses continues to change and and the modern uh, tobacconist that is going to be successful continues to get more and more uh, technologically advanced and has you know we're forced to be more sophisticated with uh, basically everything we do. That is you know created. In an environment where I don't get to do that kind of stuff as much as I used to, I don't get you know this kind of stuff where Bo and I are sitting here enjoying some some precious um, you know uh, aged cognac here and 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 oh, some yeah. tobacco that was really hard to get our hands on and and so we're enjoying this moment and and catching up. Man, th- you know my my daily experience at the shop used to be a lot more like that. And not yeah. maybe with the quality of the consumables, say, but yeah. but certainly the quality, <laughs> cer- certainly the quality of the company, though. And oh, and, and you know, it's um, yeah, it's it's hard now. Things are things are yeah. really um, they're different. So you know, I learned. I, I say I learned. I I learned at one point, and then continue to learn, and have to remind myself over and. But you know, Saint Paul talks about preaching to your yourself, and that's very true, whether you're a believer or not. You, you know, everyone has these these truths they know that they live their life by that they forget and we right. have to remind ourselves of them we have to have to go back to to them for for stability mm. you know and 
Um, I, I learned you know, a long time this the, the truth that, that good days and bad days, that's a separate, and, and hard days and difficult days versus easy days or enjoyable days, that's a separate category than a joyful day or a not joyful day. Ooh, ooh. Okay, and I've really had to okay. embrace that, and I've really had to go back to that constantly and, and, wow. and really put yeah. that in my face. J- joy, having joy or not having joy, that's, that's a separate question from is it hard or is it easy? Is it fun or is it not fun? Is it, mm. is it good or is, even if it isn't, even is it good or is it bad? Like wow, those yeah. are different questions. So, so like, you mm. know, how am I doing? Like, it's a hard moment right now. This is a hard yeah. season, but it's a joyful season. That's it's good, a joyful man. season. And I, and I have to, I have to wow. cling to that. Yeah. <laughs> I really do. Um, what a great perspective. Yeah. Yeah, it's huh. um, it, it's it's been interesting. So, just drinking from the fire hose, man. Trying to um, man, take, <laughs> take uh, you know, all this all this change and all this incredible energy that's happening in the pipe community and in our our shop and our, uh, you know, our our uh, worldwide audience and all that and kind of, uh, you know, and, and handle it and, and and also you know figure out how to be a good dad and a good husband and um you 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 get that i mean you you know so absolutely you know it's interesting i was uh so i was in a a, a kind of a a, what do you call the thing the uh i guess a a digital classroom (laughs) i don't know if we have that in our lexicon yet with digital kids or something no, 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 no. Although they were doing their their digital classroom at the time as well, the digital uh, remote education. Mm-hmm. No, this was I was supposed to be at like a like a conference, but instead it's digital. Yeah. Um. And so I was I was at that earlier today, and somebody put up uh, the instructor put up a picture, um, which I thought I was like, wow, what a great way to define this. Talking about just kind of the the current situation that we're in, and it was a a, a raging storm. It was, about, it was a photo of a dumpster fire. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> that too. But I mean, like there was a raging storm with all diff- all these ships from like a from like an airline carrier with like you know jets on it to like somebody paddling in a canoe, and they're all in this exact same yeah. storm. But they're not all in the exact same situation. They're all trying to weather wow. it, but they're not all in the situation. And I was like, I was like, man, because I've been trying to figure out how to like best articulate the weirdness of the situation that we've all yeah. found ourselves in over the last yeah. several months and and practically almost the entire year, and uh. And it's interesting, like I was, you know, so I've been remote educating the kids since school started back, which has been very difficult. I've been trying to run my business. Business has been good, but the problem is I don't have time to to focus on the business, which has been bad. And then also with my wife working, which is good, I... I'm the only one that's that's there with the kids, yeah. which which is good. Which you know is, what I mean? Which like it's good, not, but hard, it's difficult. The fact that I'm even able to do that, I know that a lot of families yeah. aren't. And the fact that my wife is working and that she works in healthcare, which is a tough position yeah. to be in, but one that actually pays right. well, like it's it's a it's a it's a bunch of different feelings and emotions that kind of go yeah. into like I can't like who do I complain to? I can't complain <laughs> to anybody. You know what I mean? But the reality is is that we are all in the midst of the storm where our situations are different. I was listening. Um, I was on a meeting uh, a couple of days ago with some, and we were all talking about it and just how rough things have been. And uh, this guy. He's like, y'all pray for me. Um, it's rough, you know. Uh, we just we just found out that, um, you know, our our uh, our nanny uh, might have COVID. She's feeling okay, and she thinks she's gonna be fine. But but that means me and my wife are gonna have to be watching the kids during the day. <laughs> 
I shouldn't laugh because like to to this to this person this was a real issue. But see that's right. the thing, right? It's right. like it's like you're like like oh really? You're you and your wife are going to both take care of your <laughs> one kid your one, that's like your an one infant, child right, right now? that can't okay. walk and that sounds tough. <laughs> like, it's kind of like uh, uh, you know, but at the same time, I realize just how blessed we are in the yeah. midst of our, even our yeah, situations sure, and everything. Sure. And so it's the complexity yeah. of that makes it difficult because you don't feel like you could talk to anybody yeah. about it, right? It, it's interesting. I, you know, I famously don't consume a lot of media, right? We we all yes. know this. We right? we all Correct. know this. Like he, yes, Gumby is your favorite. Yeah, exactly. Yes, Even we... music. Like I, you know, my favorite, <laughs> you know, music is, was made in like the 1960s, right? I mean, I just don't consume right. a lot of media. <laughs> but you right, know, right, recently, right. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I've someone mentioned a, a podcast not too long ago, and I actually I actually started listening to. It. I, as a podcaster, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. Right? right. Really funny. Right. But I mean, we've we've discussed this before, and it's a universal truth. I've been listening to this podcast. It's called the Happiness Lab, and um, really good podcast. I highly recommend it. It's it's you know it's one of those things where, um, again, I need to be clear, like you know, on on my own belief system here, just to be true to true to self. Sure, true, absolutely. You know, we we you know are very uh, eclectic here on Country Square Radio, but but true to self, you know, I, I do think happiness and joy are different things, and I do think the source of those. Uh, things are different, and it, and if you'd hmm. ever like to learn more about where I get my joy from, um, call me up sometime. I'll tell you about it. But uh, I'll, 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 you put a little I'll, brandy in you, and I'll you're tell a you all about it. But but we're not going to go into de- to into depth on that tonight because the um, the happiness portion of this I, I, is important, and and it is it is good to be happy, and it's good to um, you know to have uh, moments where you feel. Uh, you know, connected and, and, you know, fulfilled and, and all those things. And so, um, and so, you know, th- this happiness lab, it's interesting, I, even though I don't think necessarily happiness is the end all be all, um, you know, this uh, doctor, she's a professor at Yale. She's got this, uh, you know, great uh, lecture that she does on, on um, you know, the, the science of happiness. And she's turned it into a podcast. And it was interesting. Hmm. Uh, you know, wow. she, she was actually, uh, to your point earlier, she was talking about, uh, you know, I think she interviewed a, a therapist who who um, you'll have to listen to the episode. It's great. But she she interviewed a therapist who specialized in, uh, you know, being the, the therapist to a to the to the super wealthy, to the to the to right, the, you know, yeah, yeah. the hot air balloon, you know, tycoon people. You know what I mean? Folks that you and I just can't, like you, do. you know, can't relate yeah. to. Right. And, <laughs> right, and right. you know, she's talking about the, you know, this uh, the guy he. You know, the client, uh, you know, comes in and they're talking and it's like the, the worst problem this guy has at the moment is he's freaking out because he doesn't know where he's going to park his yacht for the next month. Like, and that is his problem. And like to him, that's a real problem. Exactly. Like yes, he is right. stressed about that. And like he's right. got a yacht. He doesn't have anywhere to park it. And that's a, no, nobody understands that problem if you've never and been And who's going to listen to that guy and be serious about it? Exactly. Ex- except <laughs> right, except right, someone right. who is, you know, trained to do that. It's like, man, wow. this guy's coming apart at the seams, and it's like, you have a freaking yacht. <laughs> what a fascinating, yes. <laughs> you know what yes, I mean? Yeah, that's yeah, so exactly. interesting yeah, yeah. to me, that that concept. Mm-hmm. So we all, this, this season that we find ourselves in with, uh, with with COVID and, you know, we're in an election year and there's turmoil, you know, uh, across society and in so many 
uh, so many ways we could go on and on about, but we're not a podcast about that. Um, no. You know, we, you know, it, it, it's affecting everybody. It's like the great equalizer, right? Um, so, in many respects, you know, I think about like. Uh, all right, now this is terrible, but I'm going to make the comparison to Downton Abbey because I did not study history like you did. I watched Downton Abbey. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, you know, the, uh, you know, after, after a world war that impacts, you know, on a global scale, society changes. There, there's an age before and an age after to some extent. And so much of the way things were done before is different because everybody's impacted. People, you know, I was thinking, I, there's a somebody in particular that I was thinking of uh, earlier that's looking at settling down. And I thought, I never thought this person would settle down. But I guess when you're stuck at home by yourself, you know, for months at a time, and you're thinking like, well, you know, mortality, I guess this body ain't going to last forever. Maybe it's I should interesting. <laughs> like, it's interesting. Yeah. You know, people go in that direction. And we're kind of, the, you know, the, the world, the, you know, universe, the Lord forces our hand, right? It's like, well, what are you going to do with this? And Well, I guess, I guess I'm going to settle down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and smoke a pipe. And smoke a pipe. There we go. We brought it home. For the people that are frustrated, we hadn't talked. I, I, I will <laughs> say, I will say, as I, you know, Bo was talking there for a moment, I relit my, my pipe. Tonight I'm smoking a Savinelli autograph. This is a, a pipe that was gifted to me by my friend Larry, who, uh, Larry actually quit smoking a pipe in the 80s and switched hmm. more, or early 90s, and switched uh, more towards cigars at that at that moment. And he sold a lot of his pipes, but he gave this one to me. And uh, it's a it's a beautiful pipe, a very large uh, Savinelli autograph. They they did a lot of this like you know semi smooth, semi rusticated, and sandblasted yeah, look. Very so it's got that. It's got a beautiful wide saddle stem. Is that what that's called when when it's flat li- or pseudo flat down like this? This is a saddle. Well, no. What about for the shank though? Because the shank is almost like a yeah. Like well, it's an oval, oval shank. Yeah, it, it yeah, is, yeah. and it, and it's actually so oval it comes to like a point at both ends. So yeah, it's, uh, right. You know, it's it's kind of kind of nice. It's very. Uh, feels great in the hand. It's a large pipe. If you um, you know have listened to the show a long time, you'll know I, I kind of kind of lean towards smaller pipes. But it seems like the past couple of years I've been embracing larger pipes and really comfortable in the in the teeth. A really nice uh, hefty uh, ebonite stem. This is not a, a filtered pipe. This is a pipe that uh, you know before Savinelli started putting the uh, the balsa system in a lot of their. Uh, a lot of their pipes, but just a just a handsome pipe. And uh, tamping it tonight, our friend Brandon Brooks, who uh, oh. is a uh, man, a very just excellent pipe carver, who we uh, know and love. And um, and just uh, if you ever have met Brandon, he's um, he's a great guy. If you ever go to Chicago or, or most of the pipe shows, he's he's always there. But uh, excellent guy. He made a lot a, a series of tampers. You can get them uh, out of oak. Uh, bourbon barrels, and, and so this this actually is a Dude. tamper made from by Brandon from an oak uh, a bourbon barrel. You can see this vein of charred oak yeah. right here. This was the inside of the barrel uh, that was charred to you know affect the uh, the flavor of the the spirit, and then the rest of yeah. this is uh, you know kind of uh, un un uh, you know it's just unadulterated. Uh, oak there, but comes to a nice point and a has real a real right nice. Uh, yeah, it, it's so sharp. You know, you really could. You could kill a you vampire. You really could with impale that. someone with this. Yeah. yeah. So it, it would. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of. I kind of keep it. Uh, you know, keep it handy. I, I do. Uh, I am a, a concealed carry permit guy, and so we we do that where we are. But uh, but this is also nice to have on you. Yeah, just, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> I, I, as I was uh, relighting my pipe, though, I was just kind of as Bo was talking earlier. I was thinking this rich dark flake. It really goes well with this high quality cognac. There, there is a uh, sense in which those uh, malty kind of uh, mold 
fruit. I mean, we're, we're talking about those rich kind of boiled flavors that are only come out with a lot of high heat, you know. And, and, and if you think about it, it makes sense because we're talking about a stoved Virginia tobaccos that, you know, undergone a lot of uh, heat and pressure and time. And so uh, it's just got a very elegant flavor to it. And it's uh, it's really, really tasty. So yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I'm enjoying this particular pipe and, and tobacco and, uh, and tamper for that matter. Uh, tonight, yeah. Well, I tell you what, the great thing is, like, I feel like at this this very moment we're experiencing like that high end lifestyle, like you know, kind of feel right now. And you know, the the tragedy is it comes with such a price point that's like, oh my goodness. But you know, you can actually still get that kind of high end feel without the extensive price point when you are smoking a good quality corn cob pipe from our good friends at Missouri Meerschaum. Perhaps the 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 best transition you've ever made. <laughs> I, I, I've probably done better. You've done better, but it, it was it was it was top percentile, uh, man. We, tonight uh, we want to talk about the Charlestown Cobbler Corn Cob Pipe from Missouri Meerschaum, uh, man. Just an excellent, beautiful, very high grade uh, corn cob pipe from our friends there. Uh, it's the result of a collaboration between Missouri Meerschaum and Cornell and Deal. This pipe uh, is a part of the series made between between the two storied companies. Uh, elegant and stately, uh, this particular pipe has proven to be wildly popular. Popular, featuring a bent red Italian acrylic bit, and uh, it's got a tall apple uh, apple billiardy bowl. It's uh, got a really nice kind of subtle uh, blackened uh, you know exterior on that pipe, and uh, just a very very handsome pipe. And so uh, check it out if you want you know something from Missouri Meerschaum. It's a very high quality corn cob pipe, and still retails for only twenty three ninety nine. Uh, just a great value, uh, beautiful pipe. It really makes a statement and is quite elegant, and you can get it from the source. Go to corncobpipe.com, check out the Charlestown Cobbler Corn Cob Pipe, and um, man, we'd, we'd love to love to hear your feedback. That's right. And hey, you know, a great way to show our good friends at Missouri Mission that you appreciate them for sponsoring this show is rocking a Missouri Mission pipe. Uh, being sure to uh, tweet out those photos of yourself doing so. Like I said, it's a great way to let the good friends at Missouri Mission know we appreciate them for sponsoring the show. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listener feedback. Mm-hmm. All right, man. We got some great listener feedback. This is, you know, it's actually, you know, you always like to uh, to keep your recipes close to the chest, <laughs> and it's interesting because there's a lot about time. I think I don't... <laughs> <laughs> only it's probably about shift. something else. <laughs> yeah, uh, but <laughs> no, what? Like, I've got, I have a lot of like like philosophical ideas about how a podcast should be structured, yeah. and like Country Square Radio, I feel like has been like the. Uh, the quintessential uh, uh, recipe for like the perfect yeah. podcast in my mind. Now there's a lot of different things that go into it. And I, if you really want to know more about that, hire me and I'll do a whole presentation <laughs> for you and your company. But, but regardless, <laughs> one of the things I love about this is it's kind of like com- conversational in the way that we try to you know relate to the audience sure. and the listener feedback in particular is an aspect where it's, you know, kind of, turning the mic mics around and like, you know, hearing what everybody else has to say. And so I love this because you and I are right here in the same room together, which we haven't been in quite yeah. some time. And now this is the time where we get to invite. The oh, no, that's right. As well. Yeah. I like, yeah. I like that. <laughs> Like this first one's coming in from Joshua Sanders. Uh, Joshua says, good afternoon, J.D. and Bo. Recently got a super rare block of Morta mm-hmm. from Vermont Freehand a few weeks ago and was writing to make a real or wanting to make a real amber stem for the Morta wow. pipe. 
I have looked around a bit for a amber rod and have not been able to find one. I was wondering if y'all, uh, if y'all knew where to get amber and if you had considered doing a pipe episode about amber stems. That is funny because we've been prepping a pipe. Ep- we've been prepping an episode <laughs> about amber stems. So how about, uh, that? How about that? That's interesting, Josh. Um, man, well, you know. You want to give him a taste, or yeah, we'll give you a, we'll give you a little um uh, yeah we'll, we'll give we'll throw out a teaser I guess yeah there you go. Uh, no amber <laughs> is a uh, not only you, you said you got a super rare block of morta um, which is awesome man of course you got it from Vermont Freehand which you know in the states is going to be uh, the premier uh, source for any of that kind of stuff so um, Steve and those guys up there do do a great job. Um, so, um, yeah, well done on that. The amber, uh, you know, Morta is hard to get your hands on. Uh, a large bo- more piece of Morta is very hard to get your hands on uh, to some degree. Amber, um, is, is, is the unicorn, right? It, it, is it yeah, really? I mean, it, it, it's one of those things that is, uh, it's very rare, uh, when you can find it, it's expensive. And even the good, the, the, the more pricey stuff that you can't get your hands on, the, the quality of it or the durability of it or the work of, workability of it, the ability to, the malleability, the malleability, malleab- Look at what see this is this I've rubbed off on you, man. <laughs> Hennessy and Bo, terrible, a, a, a destructive combination. But earlier today, Bo used the word ex, extrapolate, and I was like, man, you hadn't had even anything to drink yet. It's great. Um, but yeah, you know these all these things make uh, amber very frustrating, and so um, yeah, we we're we're actually planning uh, in the very near future on uh, having an episode on amber stems, and it's it's funny you mentioned that. So stay tuned, and we'll uh, we'll probably have some more information for you then. Yeah, Josh, and let us uh, send us some photos. Let us know your progress on yeah. that. We'd love to take a look at it and um, and see how it goes. You know, even even honestly, just working Morta uh, is that is the process the same as if it was Briar? It, well, it's similar. Now, again, I I do have to remind people I'm not a pipe maker. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess. Uh, yeah. But you know, Briar is a much softer material than mm-hmm. than Morta. A lot of uh, Morta. Uh, typically, you'll have to use uh, you know different bits and stuff of that nature. But I think the process is is similar, but it's going to be more painstaking. You'll probably have to have some different equipment, um, but the the idea is the same. Yeah. So definitely, definitely send us uh, some photos, Josh. We'd love to yeah, see. Yeah, love to love that. to see that. All right, man. This next one's in from Ryland Brown. Love Ryland, man. It's good. To, Ryland uh, actually came down, I believe, from Arkansas a couple of years ago and won our slow smoke competition here at the here at the shop. Wait. Oh yeah. Okay. This yeah. This was not the time that somebody brought in a ringer. No. Th- no. Now that that was uh, that was the first go around. That, that was the was, first time. That was Bill. Bill brought in a ringer. No. It, uh, Keith brought in. Keith the ringer. brought in a ringer named Bill. Bill. That's right. That's what it was. And and, and Bill. Nobody had ever seen this dude no, before. Never seen him ever. And Bill sat in the corner and smoked his pipe for an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah. And, <laughs> and like everybody, like it was and over. Kept going, except he stood up and was like, "All right, well, everyone else is out. I win." And like, no, ha- keep keep smoking, keep smoking. Have you ever seen Bill since? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. He, a- actually, right. it's kind of neat. Bill has uh, become a regular customer. Oh, as you right. okay. So all that's right. that's been nice. Yeah. I still say, bro, I mean, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, he paid some guy from, like, you know, <laughs> the I don't know, Ukraine or something to come in, and, like, he had to learn the American accent, right. and, like, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah I, just, I, thought, I was like, I was like, how does this dude that no one has ever seen before, and this is the squire. That's okay, hilarious. Whatever. That's true. Uh, Rylan Brown, he says, hey, guys, thanks so much for all you do. About to smoke some Green Dragon. Oh, great. Uh, thanks, Rylan. I look forward to Wednesday every week for the podcast. After listening to the Cigar Leaf and Pipe Tobacco episode, it hit me that tobacco should probably be categorized 
by year, mm. like wine. Mm. Uh, they are both plant-based. Kudos to blenders of both cigars and pipe tobacco who are able to, uh, to make a consistent product yeah. when it's a new plant every year. Yeah. I, Rylan, this is actually a, a good point. This has crossed my mind before. Um, so if you're not a wine drinker, I'm by no means a wine expert. This is not something that I you know, would proclaim to um, to know a whole lot about, but you know, when you go into the the package store, uh, you know your wine bottles are. Uh, this is this brand of wine from this winery. It's this type of wine, and it's from this year. Mm-hmm. And so every year, that vintage right is very important. It's an important part of the consumption and uh, the you know categorization of these. Uh, wines, you know, you're going to consume the wine knowing, well, this is the 2012. How does that compare to the 2011? And well, okay, let's go look at the the rain and the, um, you know, all the all the different characteristics that went into that year. If there was a drought or, uh, you know, whatever it was, wildfires in the area or uh, all that. So th- I, th- I think that's a good point. The interesting part about this, though, is most pipe tobaccos tend to be uh, very heavily blended from mm. uh, from from you know products from around the world, and so you know it'd be hard to say. You could say, okay, this is let's say let's take a can of um, you know Escudo for instance. Like you could say, okay, well this is a vintage 2012 Escudo uh, tin. You you could do that, and that would you know make sense, and you could compare it to the 2011 and the 2010. Uh, but it would be I think more difficult to pinpoint. Um, the reasons why that particular tobacco tastes different because there's so many different leaves going into that tobacco. But then also, it, unlike the wine world, unlike Venters, you know, tobacconists, we we hold our cards very close to our chest about, yeah. what, about what goes in there. Yeah. So we don't just tell you like, oh, this is this exact grape, you know, from this hill in Sonoma County. Like we we don't give that kind of information away right. the way winemakers do, and so um, it's just a different. That's not saying mm. it, it's a different. It's apples and oranges, you know. So I, I think that that you know concept would make it a difficult thing to do. I'm curious though. Would so in pipe tobacco blends? I'm so glad, um, and, and I know it's it's going so well with this brandy, cognac. Wait, cognac or brandy? I don't. I don't cognac wanna, is con- brandy. Cognac is brandy. So I'm I'm okay when I say not brandy. all brandy is cognac, but all cognac is brandy. Okay, good. I just I you know, <laughs> I don't I just want to sound like a commoner when I'm sitting here. Not all bourbon is whiskey, but all yeah. No, I'm sorry. Not, not all, all whiskey, whiskey is, is bourbon, bourbon, but right. all bourbon is whiskey. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. you got it. <laughs> um, all right. So here's but here's my question. So, and and maybe you don't feel comfortable answering answering this, but in most pipe tobacco blends, is it safe to assume? that there is one particular ingredient that is substantially more, and if so, is it more often brand? Not brandy, not barley. Burley. Burley, thank you. Because I know Burley is like the, you know. Well, yeah. I mean, there are in some tobaccos, well... In a lot of blends, how much brandy? How much cognac have I had tonight? Only, only about twenty five dollars worth. In of a lot, yeah, yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> in a lot of blends, there is a a base component, you know, that kind of tends to make up the the you know fundamental of that um, you know particular blend. And so you might have you know an English style blend, and you know you're going to have Latakia in there, but there's a uh, there's a you know maybe a, a Virginia base uh, that makes that blend really distinctive in in its own right you know huh, yeah um, I I don't know that that's just you know one example you know so I I think that 
you, you can extrapolate and, and go to that kind of example, but <laughs> <laughs> good. I'm glad that we're extrapolating. That's, that makes me happy. Right. Uh, okay. Interesting. Well, I, you know, I, I just wonder if, so I mean like, okay, he makes the wine comparison. You also yeah. think about the whiskey comparison as sure, well. Sure. And even, even with all the products coming from different areas, if there was one particular product that was substantial that you kind of, you know, like you don't have to, like if you didn't track like all you know, various pipe tobacco. The problem is, though, with that, I think I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, let's let's think about, you've got this blend, but the real thing that sets it apart is the particular type of Virginia that goes in it, mm-hmm. right? Well, where do you get that Virginia? For, for Virginia? A lot, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> ma- maybe, maybe some of it, right? <laughs> right. But, uh, but, you know, a lot of, uh, as we discussed in our, um, you know, Capitals of the World Africa, um, you know, episode that we did, a lot continents of- Continents of the world, yes. Uh, continents of the world, right? <laughs> uh, continent capitals of the world. A lot of the bright leaf uh, today comes from places like Zimbabwe and Namibia and Tanzania. And so you're, you're constantly moving- around with these different, uh, you know, types of leaf to get the best quality or to get the, you know, stuff that's got the better sugar content or, uh, you know, whatever it might be. What's just more available based on regional politics? Maybe such and such country is in a um, in a drought right now. Maybe this other country is having a civil war, you know, or something. And so where can you get the actual product from? Um, you know, is there a way to, to maybe, you know, make the conversation more, about uh, you know the location with particular tobaccos and all that kind of stuff, uh, there there might be, uh, you know, McClelland did that a lot with uh, Christmas cheer, for instance. They would tell you explicitly, like you know, this this year of Christmas cheer, the the matured leaf came from this area, you know, this uh, particular. Um, you know, plot, and we, you know, found a lot of it, it let it sit for six years and all this kind of stuff. You know, they, they did that a lot. Um, Jeremy Reeves, our friend at Cornell and Deal, when they do their Carolina Red Flake, uh, you know, they, they go after specific batches like that. So that would be something that I think you could get closer uh, kind of in that ballpark. But I think with a lot of tobaccos, it would be more difficult just because of how it's sourced. I, I really do. Hmm. Yeah. All right. That's, so, that's a great anyway, question. Just, just my two cents. Yeah. yeah. Just a great question. And hey, uh, we love getting that feedback in and those questions yeah. in. Uh, feel free to uh, contact us at any time. You can write into the show, show at countrysquareradio.com. You can also keep up with us throughout the week. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole. Or you can get us at the shop at, at underscore Country Squire. At Squire Radio is also the handle on Twitter. You can all that information and more at countrysquareradio.com. Also, even though I know, listen, we are behind, and this is all on me, on YouTube content. Uh, hey, if you were following our YouTube, then you might have gotten the notification that we went live, <laughs> and you might have been one of the 50 people who saw like five minutes after I shut it down. <laughs> but like that's exclusive content right there, so be sure to check that out. Also, special <laughs> shout-out to all of our club members and our patrons at patreon.com slash countrysquareradio, with whom this show would not be possible. It would not, yeah. and we're, we're very grateful for you. Absolutely. Man, so I said it at the top of the show. I warned people, if you, if you, if this, I want to kind of put this out here because I'm always of the mindset that no matter what you say, every single episode is somebody's first episode. Yeah. So if that's you, if you're listening to this episode right now and this is your first episode of Country Squire Radio, pick another one. You ig- Well, no, at this point, they're too late. They're already in. No, that's true. So, like, that's the thing. <laughs> they ignored me at the beginning of the, the episode. So, uh, so first of all, uh, congratulations. Um, uh, well done. Well done. Yeah, you uh, made it through. Yeah. 
and, and this was not this wasn't for you, but we're glad that you're here. And the fact that actually you made it all to the end means it actually was for you. <laughs> so how about that? <laughs> for everybody else, we know there was a little bit less pipe tobacco talk and a little bit more John David Boat talk. It's it's one of those things that whenever I'm uh, consulting with people, I tell them never to do an episode like this. Yeah, I you know I might tweak that and be like, after you've done like 300 plus episodes and you're in the middle of a global yeah, pandemic, you, you've, you've bought and you haven't one. seen each other for a year, like you know what, you you could probably do one like. That. <laughs> <laughs> you could do that. But you got to spend like you know take out a. Your, your kid's college loan on yeah to buy fancy cognac yeah the cognac right. <laughs> <laughs> well hey man let's go have a night see you brother